Are you looking for a podcast that will give you practical parenting tips and encouragement from a Christian worldview? Are you weary of parenting advice that doesn't really produce any lasting change in your children? Are you excited about me asking you questions like this on a weekly basis? Well, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Katie Morgan, and welcome to Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. Ginger is the best-selling author of Don't Make Me Count to Three, Wise Words for Moms, and I Can't Believe You Just Said That. She speaks at women's events, parenting conferences, and homeschool conventions across the country. You can check out her parenting resources and find out when she's speaking in or near your area at gingerhubbard.com. Today in our very first episode, Ginger and I want to give you some background on who we are and how we came to meet. And we also want to give you a preview of what to expect in this podcast. But before we do that, here is a quick word from our sponsor. I read something online recently that really pricked my heart. It said, the church should handle adoption and caring for the fatherless like we handle the Great Commission. While not everyone is called to adopt, everyone does play a role in caring for the fatherless. Friends, this is why Ginger and I are thrilled to share more about our sponsor, Lifeline Children's Services. Lifeline believes that adoption is one way that God provides families for vulnerable children who need to know the love of Christ and the love of a family. They walk with foster and adoptive families and provide them with parent coaching, educational services, and professional counseling so they can better nurture and disciple their children. Whether you're a foster or adoptive family who could use support services, or if, like my family, you want to support those who have opened their homes to these precious children, you can find out more at lifelinechild.org. Again, that's lifelinechild.org. Lifeline brings gospel hope to vulnerable children. Ginger, welcome to episode one. I'm just so excited to finally get started and to share how God has prepared us both for this venture together. Oh, me too, Katie. And you know, this really has been a long time coming because Mm. if you'll remember, we actually started talking about doing a podcast together, what, over a year ago? That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I know I was so passionate about it then, and I know you were too, but for various reasons, it just didn't happen, did it? (laughs) No, it it didn't. So we just had all kinds of stuff going on this past year, but we are so thankful now. And I know I'm just as passionate about it now, and I know that we're both trusting that this is God's timing Mm. and not our timing. That's right. And I'm just over the top excited because one of my favorite things in the whole world to do is to encourage parents to reach the hearts of their children and to point them to the transformational power of Christ. Mm. Well, Ginger, I know our listeners are going to be just so encouraged and benefit from all the practical and biblical advice you'll be offering in every episode. But I thought it would be a good idea in this first episode to just let our listeners get to know you. So um, I'd love for you to share some of your testimony about your family and about how you came to know the Lord and also how you got started in the ministry of writing books and speaking. Oh, yeah, sure. I'd love to share about that. Uh, Katie, I actually didn't grow up in a Christian home because my parents didn't come to know Jesus until they were in their early 40s. But I did grow up in a very loving home. We were a really close, well, we still are a really close family. But it wasn't until I was 18 years old that my parents became Christians. And at first, it really caused a lot of division in our family because while my parents had discovered this newfound love for Jesus and they were super excited about their relationship with him and the way that he was changing their lives. I didn't want any part of it. 
So long story short, I completely rebelled and actually wound up leaving home my senior year of high school. Mm. But thankfully, my parents didn't give up on me. They just kept faithfully telling me about Jesus and telling me um, just about what all He was doing in their lives. And of course, they were praying for me. And eventually, God used the faithfulness of my parents to reveal Himself to me. And Katie, I can say that when I finally surrendered my life to the Lord, I never looked back. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely the best decision I've ever made. And it's definitely the single most important decision that any of us can make. And, you know, I love sharing my testimony. And there's just so much more as far as the details of what led to my rebellion and what all happened in my life when I left home as a teenager, uh, what a struggle it was for my parents, and just the specific ways that God used my parents to bring me to Christ. But I know that you and I have already been talking about, um, we have plans actually to do an episode on when teens rebel. That's right. So yeah, so I'm thinking I want to save you know, the more specific details of my salvation testimony and just everything that my parents and I went through for that episode, because I just really think that that's, that episode would encourage parents who have rebellious teens and, and even parents who have younger kids that, you know, just might be concerned that their kids might rebel as they get older. So I'm going to save some of those details for that episode. Um, so let me just fast forward and tell you about how I got into the ministry of speaking and writing and just a little bit about my family today. I homeschooled both of my kids all the way through, which, let me just say, is a miracle in and of itself, <laughs> because growing up, I, I really didn't do well in school at all. As a matter of fact, I barely made it through high school. So for all of you moms who might be thinking about homeschooling, or you know, perhaps you weren't thinking about homeschooling, you've just been thrown into homeschooling for whatever mm. reason, and you're feeling like you're not qualified will be encouraged because both of my kids graduated from college with flying colors, which completely validates the fact that if I can do it, you can do it. I just want to echo that, Ginger, because I'm a very unlikely homeschooler myself. I was never studious. I was always late for school. And I mean, I truly graduated by the grace of God. And as an adult, I can be a bit... Um, Oh, how do I say it? Spontaneous. <laughs> I think I think that's a positive spin on saying that I like to start lots of things without finishing all of them. Um, so if I can homeschool too, with any degree of success, anyone can homeschool. But you know, my kids are still quite young, so y'all just may need to check back in with me in ten years or so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure they'll do well. You know, I really wish I'd have been more spontaneous during our mm -hmm. homeschooling years. Uh, I was one of those people. It just took me a long time to realize that homeschooling didn't have to look like classrooming, oh, and yes. that you know it can actually be fun. Mm -hmm. And you know, Katie, honestly, that's one of the reasons why I love following you on Instagram because mm -hmm. you are one of those really fun homeschooling moms. It's just obvious that you and your kids have a blast together Aww. all the time. And uh, so, yeah, let me just let me just say that. Moms, if you need to lighten up and laugh a little bit, and you might be a little bit too serious about homeschooling <laughs> and parenting, you really should follow Katie on Instagram because she is just a blast to follow. Oh. Uh, Katie, what is your, I think, is it Katie in a corner? It's Katie in a corner, K-A-T-Y in a corner. <laughs> okay. So let me tell you, she is hilarious. I mean, if I don't take time <laughs> to follow her, look at her stories during the day when I get in bed at night, 
I just laugh myself to sleep. She's hilarious. <laughs> well, no one has ever accused me of being too serious. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could believe that. So, Katie, um, and I'm sure, too, that when we check back in 10 years, we'll find that your kids have done quite well. Oh, I'm uh, praying having, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Having a spontaneous homeschooling mom, that just adds to the fun of it. Mm. And, you know, I loved the homeschooling years. I loved being with my kids. Uh, But one thing that I found, and I don't know about you, but one thing that I really, really needed was time just to get away with other moms who Mm -hmm. were in the same season of life as me. So when my kids were little, I started a mom's group with just a few of my friends where we just met together and prayed together, encouraged each other. And a few of us took turns teaching on biblical principles for raising our kids. Now, my favorite parenting book when my kids were growing up was Shepherding a Child's Heart by Ted Tripp. I love that book. I know. It is such a good one. That's just, it's just one of the best. So when it was my turn to lead our mom's group, that's the book that I use for the foundation of my teaching. Because in my opinion, it was by far the most Bible-based, Christ-centered book that there was on parenting. But the problem was that while we all loved Ted Tripp's gospel-oriented approach to parenting, we were also all just a little bit frustrated with a lack of application. Mm. Ted's book got us so excited and so pumped up about using the scriptures to reach the hearts of our kids, but he wasn't telling us how to do it. (laughs) He wasn't Mm. showing us how to actually implement the scriptures in a practical way and in accordance with the specific struggles that we were all facing with our kids just in day-to-day life. So we found that the teaching was fantastic. Um, it, It was heavy on theology, heavy on biblical principles and motivation. And so we loved it as far as those aspects, but we found that it was just a little bit light on the application that we were looking for. That's funny because that's exactly how I feel about Ted's book, and about yours, I think that Ted gives us the big picture view of parenting, um, like the bird's eye view or from 10,000 feet. But you take us down the dirt roads with our GPS on like, make a U-turn. <laughs> um, <laughs> and truthfully, we need both of those things in parenting books. And I'm just so grateful that the Lord led you and Ted to each write these two specific books. They're just such an encouragement and a help. Okay, mm-hmm. so tell us more about how you became a published author. Okay, so with our mom's group, it became apparent that we all were looking for some practical guidance on how to apply all of these scriptures to training our kids in everyday life. So that is what actually led to me creating the Wise Words for Moms chart, which is what that does is it basically just breaks down common behaviors that children struggle with, like, uh, for example, whining, tattling, lying, disobeying, and just basically offers a three-step plan of action for dealing with each one of those in accordance with God's Word. So every time our group met, the moms were like, well, what about complaining? Well, what about blame shifting? Well, what about arguing? And before I knew it, there were 22 different behaviors on the chart. So then the chart started spreading in our community. And then it started spreading in other communities, and it wasn't long before we all just started seeing this real difference in the way that we were parenting. And and even more important, uh, we started seeing a real difference in the way our kids were responding. Mm. And because of the chart, um, you know, which, again, it was just basically the application of the principles that I had learned from Ted Tripp's book. And so... I wanted to thank him for that. So I wound up searching the internet and I found out that Ted was the pastor of a church in Pennsylvania, which I didn't know. I just thought he wrote books all the time, but he actually (laughs) pastored a church in Pennsylvania. And so I found an address online and I mailed him a copy of the chart with just a 
a, a, just a simple thank you note explaining how his work had inspired me to put the chart together. And Katie, I really didn't expect to get any kind of a response. I mean, I thought, you know, maybe something along the lines of an autographed postcard with Ted's picture, <laughs> something <laughs> like that. But it was so cool because I wound up getting this call from his son who runs Shepherd Press Publishing, which is the publisher for Shepherding a Child's Heart. And I will never forget that day when his son called me. And I'll never forget what he said. He said, this is Aaron Tripp would like to publish Wise Words for Moms. That is so cool. I didn't know any of that story before we met. That is just the neatest story. No, Katie, it was it was such an unexpected surprise to get that call. And of course, I was thrilled. And so right before the chart went to print, I had this idea. At our moms groups, we always recorded the presentations for all the moms who would miss the meetings because we didn't want them to miss the messages, even though they had to miss some of the meetings. So I asked the publisher if they would be willing to list some of the topics that I had spoken on and put my phone number on the chart. And so my thinking was that, you know, moms might be encouraged with some of the messages that I'd recorded at our moms groups. And so I was willing to mail copies to anyone that might be interested. And I remember I was so excited. I made five copies of each presentation. (laughs) And, you know, now back then we were recording on cassette tapes, which I know that probably just totally gave away my age. What's a cassette tape? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Katie. Now, I'm not that much older than you're you not. are. You're not. <laughs> so I made uh, copies of these presentations and was just hoping that moms might call and ask for me to mail them copies. So, and you know that verse that's where God says He will do immeasurably more than we could ever ask or imagine? Mm. Well, he did. Rather than just moms calling and asking for the recordings, which they did, but also event planners from churches and homeschool conventions all over the country started calling and asking me to come speak. And so the chart wound up launching a national speaking ministry. I don't know if you and your family have jumped on the monthly membership bandwagon, but my family really has. There are several that we get super excited about, but one of my kids' absolute favorites is called Dwell. Dwell is a monthly membership of scripture designs to help you and your family memorize one Bible verse every month. So we have what's called the Family and Friends membership, and it includes a four by five and a half print of the scripture verse, two key cards with the verse, and this is my favorite part, nine temporary tattoos. The designs are just beautiful, and I think this is a perfect Christmas or a birthday gift that doesn't include just more plastic stuff laying around the house. Actually, I have a funny story about my dwell tattoo. I was having dinner with my parents one night, and I had one on my wrist because we were learning John 8:36. Well, my dad saw it and asked if I had a new tattoo on my arm, and I was like, yeah, dad, I've had this for almost 10 years. <laughs> and he said, well, I never noticed that before. <laughs> And then I had to confess that I lied to my dad about a fake scripture tattoo. So, you know, don't be like me. To learn more about this wonderful way to help you and your family hide God's word in your heart, just go to dwelldifferently.com and sign up today. Again, that's dwell, D-W-E-L-L, differently.com. I never actually set out to be a speaker or a writer. I mean, I told you I did horrible in school. And oh, let me just tell you this real quick. This is so funny. And when I was in college, um, I only went two years to college. I went to a junior college. And I actually did well in junior college, better than I did in high school. I made all A's and B's except for one class. Guess what I made a D in? A D? Yeah. What what was it? 
public speaking. No, it wasn't. <laughs> the only class in college. I got a D. And let me tell you, the only reason that that teacher oh, gave no. me a D is because she didn't want to have to listen to me again the next semester. <laughs> So she was very gracious to give me that D. I don't oh, think I that's that. so funny. So, you know, so again, it's just not something that I set out to do uh, mm-hmm. to be a writer or a speaker. And so the neat thing about that is that I don't have to question whether or not that was God's will for my life. I just, I just wanted to raise my kids the way the Bible told me to raise them in hopes that they would love the Lord with all their hearts. Mm-hmm. And I was also had this passion to encourage other moms to do the same. But never in a million years did I think that leading that small group of just 20 or 30 moms would lead to the incredible doors that God has opened. That is just a beautiful example of God's plans being so much more than we can imagine. And it never even occurred to you that this is where you'd end up. I just love how God does that. I mean, takes you from a D in public speaking to doing it for a living. I just love that. That's what God does. You know, it's just about passion. When He gives mm-hmm. us a passion to do something, He's going to enable us to do it. That's and right. so that was the difference. Obviously, the things I was talking about in that speech class in college weren't of interest to me. They weren't right. important. So, <laughs> so, but God's Word is. And so that really lit a fire under me. And so, all right, fast forward three years. I had been speaking on biblical parenting at conferences and homeschool conventions all over the country. And after that, I started entertaining the idea of adapting my speaking sessions into a book. And so come to find out about the time that I got really serious about doing that, none other than Ted Tripp was scheduled to keynote at a homeschool convention in Montgomery, Alabama. And Montgomery, that's only about an hour from where I live. Mm-hmm. So I had this thought. I called Again, I called Aaron, his son at Shepherd Press, and I asked if he thought his dad might be willing to meet with me while he was speaking at that convention in Alabama. And I remember Aaron said, well, I'll ask him, but I can't make any promises. And so weeks went by, and I jumped every (laughs) single time the phone rang, but I never heard back. No response at all. Not even an autographed postcard, which was totally embarrassing because, Katie, I'd already jumped the gun big time and told everybody south of the equator that I was going to be having lunch with Ted Tripp. <laughs> you sound like me telling everyone I was going to start a podcast with you over a year ago <laughs> before we ever actually did it. Uh, so, uh, well, after waiting and waiting, I actually had given up thinking that he was going to call. And then on the morning of the day that Ted was scheduled to keynote, last minute dude here, he finally called. And oh my gosh, Katie, this is so funny. I actually didn't believe it was him at first. I (laughs) thought it was my friend Tim playing a joke on me. And when I answered and he said that it was Ted, I almost said, whatever, Tim, and hung up. And I'm so glad I didn't because it really was Ted. And he said that he would meet me for lunch. And I thought I was going to pass out. (laughs) So now I'm in full panic mode. I pack up all my kids' cool stuff, and I hightailed it over to a friend's house to drop them off. And then I rehearsed my spiel all the way to Montgomery, uh, practicing up for meeting with Ted. And while Ted Tripp sat across the table for me eating his cheeseburger and fries, I told him (laughs) all about my idea for a book. And that's when the moment that I had been waiting for took a total turn for the worse. Ted slid the outline for my book back across the table and said, it's a good idea, but I think you're too young to write a parenting book. 
So contact me again in 10 years, and we'll talk about it then. No way. (laughs) Yes, way. But, you know, for those who don't know me, let's just suffice it to say that I don't easily take no for an answer, (laughs) especially when it's something that I'm really passionate about. A friend once told me that I could sell a Bible to the devil if I set my mind to it. I could see that. (laughs) (laughs) So... I swallowed every bit of my intimidation. And let me tell you, I was very intimidated Mm. to go meet with him and talk Mm. about this idea. But when he said that, like all of the intimidation just completely left me. And I raised my right eyebrow like Scarlett O'Hara. And with all the courage I could muster, I said, well... I don't know how old you think I am, but I'm 33, which is around the same age Jesus began his ministry. And remember what Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 4.12 about encouraging others in the Word of God? He told him not to be he told him not to be intimidated because of his age. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know, right? So, That's awesome. so when I finished making all my points, thankfully Ted grinned from ear to ear and he said, Okay, I'll take a look at it. Two years later, my first parenting book, Don't Make Me Count to Three, was released. I just love that Ted Tripp played hardball with you, and you came right back at him. That's just hilarious, especially since you were such a fangirl of his. <laughs> but I'm just grateful that you did, that that you pushed back because you knew that that was where the Holy Spirit was leading you, and I love that he listened to you. Oh, me too. And again, I never would have imagined that faithfulness leading that small mom's group with just a few friends would lead to what it's led to today, just the Mm. opportunity to get to really encourage a lot of parents to reach the hearts of their kids. But, Katie, you and I and our listeners probably as well know that when we're making a kingdom difference, our dots tend to blink just a little bit brighter on the enemy's radar. Mm. And we know, according to John 10, 10, that the goal of the enemy is to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm. And so I had been in ministry for almost 20 years. And then in January of 2009, my life completely fell apart. I found out that my husband of 19 years had been living a complete double life for the entirety of our marriage, and it absolutely destroyed me. And so I immediately stepped down from public ministry, and after a year of painful acceptance and grieving, I submitted to the counsel of my parents and my pastor and my ministry mentor, and our marriage of 19 years ended. But... While the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and he did a stellar job of it during that season of my life, I also got to experience the second half of that verse, where Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Amen. And what I found out through all of that hurt, Katie, and all of that pain was that sometimes God allows us to plummet to the lowest possible place so that He can lift us to Um, that highest point, which is a life of living more fully in His presence, a life of being more dependent on Him. Mm. Now, I'd love to say that I clung 100% to the promises of God during that really dark time in my life and that I experienced nothing but the fullness of God and the blessings of walking in His righteousness, but that just wouldn't be true. Uh, For the most part, I did, but I also made some bad choices that I regretted. Mm. I'm so thankful that we don't have to wallow in our mistakes and our regrets. 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. 
And even better news is that Jesus not only has forgiven our sins, He has atoned for our sins. Mm. He's not just our Savior. He's our Redeemer. So we don't have to live in condemnation because Jesus has paved the way for us to live um, in the grace of His redemption. Mm. So after everything was revealed about my ex-husband, of course, the first two years were spent uh, just putting the pieces of my life back together. And then in 2011, God brought me Ronnie Hubbard. I can never, ever talk about him without (laughs) crying because I'm just so very thankful for Ronnie Mm. and the way that God brought him to me and my kids. Mm. He was definitely our rainbow after the storm. And so, all right, I got to quit crying. I cannot, I never, (laughs) never, ever can talk about him without crying. It just, it's just going to happen. But Ronnie and I met through a mutual friend. And it's so funny, Katie, because when Ronnie called to ask me out for the first time, I said that I would go because I really needed some Christian single friends. All of my friends were married and I just needed to be with some people that were in the same boat as me. And so I wanted some Christian friends. And uh, so he called and asked me out and I told him that I would go, but I was very adamant that it was absolutely not a date. <laughs> there was no need for me to date because I was never going to get married again. <laughs> two months later, we were married. You were married two months later? <laughs> that is yeah. incredible. Wow. Yep. Never say never. Wow. Oh, and this is so funny. I remember just a few weeks after, I mean, literally just a few weeks after Ronnie and I met, he told me, well, he tried to tell me that he loved me. And I was like, you can't say that yet. You don't even know my middle name. So what does he do? He messages my mom on Facebook and asks what my middle name is. And then he comes right back at me. I love you, Ginger Renee. Oh, that's a modern love story right there. He messaged your mom on Facebook. And mama told him, I'm like... I can't believe you told him my middle that name. You didn't even ask so why I wanted to know. Funny. Oh, so I love that. And, you know, and let me just say this. I know that most pastors and counselors, um, you know, they don't recommend that folks get married so quickly after meeting, mm. but it really was a unique situation. Uh, Ronnie's kids, they immediately loved me. My kids immediately loved him. And we just had the blessing of every, every single person in our families and every single person that knew us just thought, oh yeah, that's right. That's Mm -hmm. supposed to be. So we just both knew that God had brought us together and we were so thankful for it. And so we didn't want to waste one second of that blessing. We didn't want to waste one second of being together. So Ronnie came as a package deal with two boys, both of whom I absolutely adore. And so together we have four kids. Well, uh, yeah, I say kids, but they're actually in their 20s now. Mm. And so they're all young adults, and they are all just a total blast to be with. Our house is like a revolving door. There's just never a dull moment. They're so much fun. I'm sure. Ginger, your story is just a lot to digest. And I know that we probably have listeners who have parts of their story that they wouldn't mind forgetting. But to me, it's just so refreshing and encouraging to hear how God was able to take what I could imagine is one of the greatest, most painful moments you've ever experienced and turned it into something as beautiful as what you and Ronnie have today. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite verses is 2 Corinthians 1.4, where it says that God comforts us in our affliction so that we may be able to comfort others in the same way. 
And that's what you and I both want to do here on this podcast, Ginger, is to encourage others in the same ways that you and I have been encouraged through some of our most difficult trials. You have a pretty wide range of experiences to pull from as well, parenting and step-parenting and divorce and remarriage. So I'm just thrilled that you're willing to be open and share what God has laid on your heart. Mm, And I am, Katie, because I found that the same God who is with us when our dreams come true is the same God that's with us when those dreams are shattered. Mm. Nothing comes as as a surprise to God. No matter what we're going through, He is faithful. That's what I found. He comforts those who mourn, and He heals the brokenhearted. You know, our lives can change for better or worse in the blink of an eye before we could know it, Mm. but His love and faithfulness never change. He is always the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And I am thankful that He healed my broken heart, but I can honestly say I'm also thankful that He's allowed me to remember the pain so that I can comfort others with that same comfort that I received. Well, that's all for episode one. As Ginger mentioned, she will be sharing more of her personal testimony in an upcoming episode entitled When Teens Rebel. Definitely don't want to miss that episode. In part two of this episode, you'll get to hear my personal testimony and how God saved my marriage when I thought for sure it was over. And you'll also hear how this podcast came to be, as well as what you can expect in future episodes. And speaking of future episodes, if you want to know when new episodes will be released, you can just subscribe to this podcast wherever it is you're listening. Ginger's resources are excellent for helping parents get to the heart of outward behavior and address it from a biblical perspective. So today we're offering a 10% discount on her Wise Words for Moms chart and her best-selling book, Don't Make Me Count to Three. To get your 10% discount on both of these resources, just enter the code parenting at gingerhubbard.com. Thank you so much for joining us today, and may God bless you as you seek to reach the hearts of your children and point them to the transformational power of Christ. If 2020 taught us anything, it's that homeschooling is doable for almost any family, but that doesn't mean it's easy. One thing my husband and I do for ourselves every year is to go to our favorite homeschooling convention called Teach Them Diligently. There, we hear from amazing speakers who are just truly experts in their fields, including one of my favorite speakers, Ginger Hubbard. You may have heard of her. (laughs) She'll be at all four in-person events this year. Teach Them Diligently is more than just a convention, though. It's a trusted community of like-minded homeschoolers, and they provide helpful content to equip you to homeschool and disciple your children better. My husband and I have been to other homeschooling conventions and You know, one thing I noticed about Teach Them Diligently is that it is truly Christ-centered and family-focused. For more information about the upcoming virtual and in-person Teach Them Diligently events, visit teachthemdiligently.net. Again, that's teachthemdiligently.net.